Welcome back to the game. Of course, we are sponsored by Pacers Running and Skybar, which is why we don't have Trev today. He is a businessman, and uh, he had a he had a nice uh, nice deal happen, nice meeting. So he wasn't able to come today for this talk. Mentioned before the break, Rio also not able to come. We do miss Trev. We really miss him a lot, but we want you to stay with us for this conversation. The training camp for the Washington Commanders, their first ever training camp mm -hmm. is happening next week. Stoner. Yeah. They did a lottery. Yeah. Well, let's get. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to start with the lottery? Or you want to start with something else? Well, no, I was just going to say, let's kind of get the basics of what's going on because from a lot of people I'm talking to, they really don't know that this is that this whole thing is going on. I've heard from people who are going to go down to Richmond next week because they didn't know any better. So camp training camp is no longer in Richmond. They didn't not they this year not to do it. Not this year. Who knows what the future brings? So it's at the training facility in Ashburn, Virginia, a small facility. You were there for OTAs. You saw firsthand that it does not fit a lot of people. So they had to do a lottery system and ask fans to uh, to register for this lottery, and then they were going to choose who can attend the camp each day, and only in the morning sessions, not even in the afternoon sessions, for two hours during the day, and that's it. So the lottery happened, I guess, and a lot of people were informed that they did not were not selected. My question is, did you get informed either way on your lottery uh, no. submission? Yeah. I didn't either. I don't know either way. But from what I understand, that's already been all completed. Yes. The, every, the lottery is completed and people have been informed. You but should know, know. You should know one way or the other you whether or not you're attending or whether or not you're not attending. So I'm right. assuming then something happened with our deals, which is why we're pouting on the faces. By mm -hmm. the way, uh, do you know the last time that it was held there in Ashburn? Uh, I do not. Never. 2012. Oh. Twenty. Ooh, I like this. 2012 was a great year. It was. It was a great year. It was also a surprising year for them not to have, hold it down in Richmond as they've been with Richmond on and off. Um, now, granted, Richmond does kind of have to front the bill for this, and then they, you know, like, there's a whole deal about it, yeah, why, why it goes to Richmond, why it doesn't go to Richmond. Yeah. But 2012 was the was the was the last year that I could find. And please correct me if I'm wrong. If you can find something else, but I dug into this today, knowing this was going to be the topic. And I felt that was really interesting. A little bit of similarities to me and the fact that there should be some excitement that you want to have the fan yeah. base for, right? right. In 2012, right. obviously, that was RG3. They right. traded up all those picks, got an electric quarterback, to a rookie quarterback that you just knew was going to be the guy to start it, right? Yeah. This year, the excitement is around the whole rebrand and the, the sure. Washington Commanders, and you want to bring Huge. people in. This is the 90th year. There seems to be some, what should be a lot of excitement around the team, and then they have they have it at a small facility. Now, what I can't find is okay. from 2012 is, and it doesn't seem like it was from the pictures, any sort of lottery or anything that happened there. Well, it's, It looked like... 
you the- could just sign up, get your free ticket, and go. There might have still okay. been a limited capacity, but it had no no lottery no system lottery. that I can see. Yeah, based off of that. Now yeah. I think that there are some circumstances this year that lottery is a little bit more uh, the route that they went, and uh, you know I don't think we need to fire any interns just yet, Katie. Uh, oh, but they I, might. They might. Uh, I know a lot of fans aren't happy about this. Where do you stand on the lottery as far as is this just not the way they should have done it? Do you feel like there should have been a different way? First come, first serve or what? First come, first serve is not going to work either, right? So just because you know the demand is there. there. I don't know how else you could do it other than a lottery. That part I don't understand. But before you get to that lottery – you should you should have probably thought about all of those things that you just talked about about this is a rebrand this it's kind of a whole new ex- level of excitement you can't hold it at the smallest possible venue which is you know in Ashburn so you should have taken that in consideration whenever you were figuring out how you were going to do it and that's where they that's where they botched it so once they decided that then you have to figure out how you're going to uh, get the tickets to to everybody and in that case, the lottery happens to be the only possible way. I don't know how else you would do it, but still, I don't. It obviously didn't work very well because here we are, two people who applied or registered for the lottery, and we didn't get in, or we don't. We don't know if we got in. They haven't even told everybody. Although it's like I said, it's my understanding that the lottery is complete. That they have informed the people who were selected. So I've got a pretty good source on the inside uh, that is clued in or is informed of how this whole lottery went down and everything that's going on. And the, I'll just say this, because I'm not obviously not going to give my source. The executives are saying there was issues with, with emails, right? So they had problems with getting emails to the people that they needed to get emails to. I think that's a easy um, excuse, but that's what they're going with right now. Now, however, just for your boys, the two boys that you're looking at on the screen, we may have an end to where we could possibly go to camp. Just to let Trev, you know, Trev, Trev did yet. get the the negative. He he Trev got, got a, a negative, right? And uh, an and EP, EP got, got a, a negative. negative, right? But you and I haven't gotten anything. Nothing. And and if I'm going to be completely transparent, I applied for the lottery with two different email addresses, right? And I haven't gotten a response to either one. Maybe that's where, you know, maybe they checked my IP address and said, oh, this guy did it twice from his home. He gets, uh, he gets knocked out of the, (laughs) that's, that's what happened for you. Uh, Doug is asking how many days are they open? So training camp is going to run the 27th through the August through August 18th. Uh, August 6th is going to be, it looks like the fan day. This is a free event open to the public. This is where you kind of got into your, your lottery situation here. But that's Um, the one at FedEx. That is, yeah, that is the FedEx one. That is not an intimate sort of training camp feel to it. That's just kind Mm -hmm. of a a show and tell sort of deal where they're going to have a practice and it's going to, but you're not going to be up close and personal. You're going to be in the stands separated they're going to do their thing way down there on the field as opposed to in training camp when you're 15 feet away from them practicing that's a totally different environment 
And and just like you said, they're blowing this opportunity to bring in new fans with this rebrand that they can be there at camp and and hopefully folks will bring their kids in and their kids can start early with this whole new commander's uh branding. And they there's a, there's another up. there's another day that we might have uh a shot at this and I haven't actually seen anything on this, but that's actually their military appreciation day is going to be mm-hmm. the 30th of uh, July. That's that sa- the yeah. Saturday upcoming next Saturday um, through Washington salute. They invite military members in case you didn't know, well, I'm uh, soon to be retired. I got one year left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I applied for that this, this past weekend. Awesome. You're, you're retired. Um, yep. So, but I haven't, I haven't seen or heard anything on that either. So that's a, that's an interesting one. I'm sure we can dig around and find some more out on, on that particular part. Um, But it, it just seems like, as far as me, I asked you how you are in the lottery. I agree. I don't know that there's another way to potentially handle this, right? I feel like a small venue, right? There, there. I don't know that it's small enough that you just can't open it up. Right. There was, Hmm. there were enough areas where you can have some tents. Uh, I don't think it's, it's not as good as, uh, as Richmond. Richmond is a whole nother experience. There's, I do think that there's just something you could do to accommodate more people. Hmm. I'm not against the lottery though. It didn't work out for a lot of fans and I can understand the frustration that they would have for that. But yeah. if you are trying to limit the the access to it, the, where to me, honestly, the field around the uh, the the practice field, the areas where the fans would be, mm-hmm. I don't see that as a large limitation to the event. As I see, parking is the issue. Right? Sure. It didn't didn't seem like there were some great areas. I feel like they would have, and those are solvable too. You can have a separate site and bus people out, uh, like have a shuttle that goes to and from. I feel like there's some areas where they can kind of wiggle. It's just how much effort you want to put into it. They decided the lottery with a smaller intimate crowd. And to be fair, this is, I know people want to be upset with the team. I get it. Like the team does a lot to be upset with, Mm -hmm. But let's actually see training camp. And I want to hear from people who go to training camp. And if you're going to be one of them, please let us know. We'll ha- we'll actually have you on uh, the channel because we would love to hear what the actual experience is, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's – we're talking about having it because it's this special, like you're the commanders, the 90th year, all this other stuff. If they make that special for the people who did get to go there, then I feel like that should still be a win for them. But only a win for a small minority yes. of people, rather than a large group of people. Well, the the rest of us, for. the rest of us will uh, will you know have to make up for it on that August sixth yam with parking. We're talking about parking. Yes, it's a real issue. I know, but even more evidence why their new location needs to have metro access if it is indeed going to be a complete setup absolutely agree with that it needs to because you got to think that new setup that they're looking for training camp will start to be held there they will have a practice facility there yeah probably hopefully and, if they do it right you never and, know and that's what yeah that's what they're looking for the deal yeah. that they're looking for and that's why it's important for that location to have access for people to get to where you don't have to 
worry about an entire parking lot yeah. uh, full of people or multiple parking lots like they did down in Richmond last year. Yeah. I want it to be a fun event. I want it to be a fun event for those who get to go there. Hopefully the this event on August 6th that's open to everybody will be just as fun. Yeah, but, but I don't like want I said, it's not going to be as intimate. It's isn't not, it? but let's be fair. Training camp isn't really that intimate either. Oh, I think so. Like if you remember when we went last year, if if not for the, the COVID rules that were in place, I mean, we were from the players, uh, if we wanted to, if we wanted to go to that side, we were we could have been on the sidelines basically, right? Or after practice when they were walking around, they were five feet, well, 10 feet from us because they had to be. That was the rules. But Jason Wright was right on the ropes, yeah. signing yeah, autographs, got, got, taking pictures signed by him. Yeah. with fans and things like that. So they're not going to do that at FedEx because there's going to probably be 10,000 people and they're going to be in the stands. They're going to be in the bleachers. They're not going to be down on the field where the players are. Now, maybe the players will eventually go there, but not to the same level of training camp. I think it was just a little bit, I think it was just a little bit different. And by the way, we're kind of burying the lead here. Training camp starts next week. It does. And that's a big deal. And I'm super excited about that. It is. It is. There's going to be several storylines for us to keep track of. And we're going to go over those now. But I do want to – I'm going to hit a couple of these comments that I'm going to bring up 2012's okay. topics that they they were they were uh, bringing up in the article that I pulled up. Katie says, considering the rebrand and the need as much good publicity as possible, yeah. this year was not the year for exclusivity. I'm not going to say that. Exclusivity. The, yep. It's not the year to be exclusive. He said exclusive. I'm not saying that. My, my <laughs> tongue got that. in the way, and it just wasn't going to be there. Uh, will all the players be at training camp? As far as we know, if you're healthy, you're there. There's yep, going to be no holdouts uh, this year for training camp. In 2012, some of the things that were headlining, all right. Trent Williams had himself a big camp in 2012. What, Came in, what does that mean? He big just – he, he was uh, Trent awful. Williams. This is from ESPN. Trent Williams is having a great camp. Teammates talk about how much more professional he is studying tapes and working. I'm bring it over here so you don't see the side of my head. Uh, William, his conditioning is also good. Williams has the talent to be one of the best left tackles in the NFC. Spoil alert: He is one of the best left tackles in NFC. Just no longer plays for the Burgundy and Gold. Yeah. RG three can make line look good by scrambling away from sacks, but the line needs to come together with consistent run blocking for the offense to be successful. You also had Josh Larebus. Oh, sure, I remember. He was like a he was a rookie that maybe? year. Yeah, he was a rookie that year. Yeah, he was uh, at year. some point during Monday's practice, the Redskins rookie realized that he belongs. That's from CSN Washington. You had D'Angelo Hall at nickel. Oh, sure. D'Angelo Hall was guilty of holding twice during one-on-one drills. <laughs> uh-uh. But during the full team scrimmage, he ran step-for-step with his assignments and broke up the first two passes. That's from the Washington Post. Chris Baker, swaggy. In the house. Oh, no, he's just swaggy. Sorry. John Kime says Chris Baker is in the backfield quite a bit at this camp, beat second teamers, but still more active than kneeled this far. Yet, Aldrick Robinson as a wide receiver. Hmm? 
during you did the some work, right? Yeah, yeah. Second year player in 2012. Brandon Banks, another another oh. throwback name on offense receiver. Brandon Banks has impressed embraced head coach Mike Shanahan's challenge to be a threat on offense. That's from Redskins.com, right? Lorenzo Alexander cuts weight, moves to inside backer. Loved Man. You remember Zoe? Loved, loved Zoe. Zoe. Loved and, Lorenzo. And then you got Richard Crawford as well at playing at cornerback. He Corner. uh, Crawford say, says Santana Moss has coached him up with helpful pointers about tweaks he could make to his game. And they started three and six. That that team that everyone's that everyone was crowing about there. They started three and six. And Shanahan said, All right, that's it. We're just gonna start evaluating guys for next year. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm gonna play my ass off and uh, we're gonna win some games. Yeah. And it went and seven when, and when they did a lot of excitement. God, that was a fun year. This year, what are the headlines we're gonna hear at the end of next week? So the the headlines we're gonna hear, or like what is really happening, right? Because that's <laughs> the be headlines. The headlines you think we're gonna hear, so not yeah. just the ones you want to hear. I want to. I want to hear from you the ones that yeah. we're going to hear, good well, or bad. They're probably going to be the same ones that you that we heard in OTAs. Uh, you know, the the Carson Wentz's arm is different, mm-hmm. right? He he's got some zip on the ball and he can make all the throws. And it's going to be a different offense. Jahan Dotson has great hands. Terry McLaurin looks great as usual. Chase and Logan Thomas are not going to be out there. Um, and then you're going to hear about Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne dominating on the defensive line. And then you're going to hear, this is the headline you're going to hear. I'm sorry. Don't at me in the comments. Jamin Davis just ain't getting it. But those are the headlines. Those are pretty good headlines, right? I don't know I mean, if they're written that well, but well, they weren't written well. I'm just saying for, the for the most part, those are the headlines I think people want to hear, right? They want to hear that Carson Wentz looks the part. They want to yep. hear about you know the interior linemen dominating. They want to hear about the wide receivers performing well. No one wants to hear that news about Jamin Davis. You're pretty dead set that that's going to be the case yeah. for our second year linebacker just a first round pick last year. You really don't think he's got it? No, I don't. I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but when you're playing, when you're in these OTAs and you're in these practices and training camp, when you pop, you pop and he has never popped and he's supposed to, right? Cam curl popped from the beginning. Chase young pops. Those guys, there are certain guys that just pop and that doesn't mean they're going to be stars, but it, means they're definitely not going to be bust. And Jamin Davis has never popped since he put on the Redskins or Washington football team slash commander's uniform. Not once has he ever. Maybe one game he made one or two tackles, and that's all he's done. Even in OTAs this year, didn't pop. Nobody talked about him. Sorry. That's just, unfortunately, he's going to go down as one of those guys where, hey, we kind of blew it. It's going to be a Josh Doxson kind of guy. Doxson, by the way, did pop in camp, and he did pop in preseason, but didn't didn't turn out. He's going to be that guy. He's going to be a pro for a few years, and he's going to be serviceable, but he's not going to be worth that pick that they 
that they made it 19th. The 19th overall pick. My question for you, Stoner, is uh, so I got a couple couple different groups here. One of them is going to be Roger Smith. Shout out to you in the the chat there. He says the tight tight end room is dynamic. Rogers, Hodges, and Turner, some of the young guys that are coming in. We just talked this with Rico. What's the headline for the tight end group? Uh, okay. You want my headline or do you want what's going to actually be, uh, let's hear the headline. What do you think the headline is going to be? The headline is going to be, um, the tight ends are performing up to standard. That's what the headline is going to be. That's not a headline then. Well, okay. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. What, how, how else do you want to put it? They're not bad. They're not, is there any excitement that you're going to have for these guys? Because that's what I expect to come out of this, right? I think that you're going to hear Cole Turner uh, is impressing at camp. Nope. You think that's so you think that he's overhyped. How about, you know, maybe Bates is solidifying himself as tight end too? He's fine. He's he's an average tight end. That's all he is, which is fine. Rodgers or Hodges, any of those guys? Maybe the how about Gandy Golden? Gandy Golden is impressing his tight end. That's one of those headlines we've been hearing OTAs. Is that not going to continue now? Is that going to, or you're going to see that he's going to fall off? I like uh, big wide receivers turn tight ends. I think they they perform better because they have the receivers mentality and they just got to learn to block. So I like his chances better than those other guys, the the Rogers and the Hodges and the Reyes's. Right? I think he'll finish ahead of all of those guys. That doesn't necessarily make mean he'll make the 53, but probably will because Logan's going to be out for at least a month, I think, the, of the actual games. He's going to miss yeah. at least four games. But I like Andy Golden. I think he's got an opportunity here. They brought him back. They switched positions. They did it for a reason because they see something in him. They see some potential in him doing that. So these other guys, I don't know. I think Cole Turner's a little overhyped. He was a – Fifth round pick, is that right? Fifth rounder. He's a fifth round pick for a reason, right? Usually great players don't get picked in the fifth round. Antonio Brown was a fifth round pick. Just going to say that. Antonio Brown? Right, 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 right. Of course. Again, I want me to give you a hundred rounders. (laughs) There's plenty plenty even on this team that haven't panned out. So that's a fair point indeed. I'm just saying you could potentially get a a star. It's it's not impossible, right? Uh, next position group that I want to go to, right? So we heard it in the 2012 ones. You had Josh Laribus and, mm-hmm. and Trent Williams, both as kind of one of those first, those were the first couple of headlines that I read yeah. off. Which O linemen are we going to hear from this training camp? Okay. I'll just tell you who I hope we hear from. I hope we hear about Cosme continuing to develop. He did pop last training camp. They, a lot of guys were very impressed with his abilities last camp. So I hope that continues for him to be able to uh, ascend to that next level, which is important because you've got two new guys on the line. So he's my guy. I like Sam Cosme and hope he's the one. Who's your guy on the offensive line? Uh, he's Cosme's the clear choice here. I think, however, if I'm going to see a headline that's not Cosme-related, yeah, it's got to be these interior guys. Sure. You got to hear good you things guys. from them. Yep, you got to hear, or just generically, the line is is communicating well. Like those are the headlines I want yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah. The headline I think I'm going to hear. Yeah, as the O line is struggling to communicate. 
That's not good for Carson Wentz. That's not good because for Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz is a downfield thrower, right? So what does that mean? He's a little bit more time. Needs that extra half a second or second to be able to find the guy who's open and go to him. Not good if the offensive line struggles. Just ask Indianapolis last year, fans. Uh, their pass, their pass protection was not good, and that's where he struggled the most. So hopefully, I am wrong on that one. I don't think we're. I do think, unfortunately, we are going to hear not great news on Davis. I will, so I will agree with yeah. you that I don't think it's. I'm not. I'm not as dire about him as you are. Yeah. I just don't expect to hear him. I don't think we're going to see the headline that second year, you know, linebacker is getting it right. They're not going to sit there. They're not going to praise him. Yeah. It's it going clicked. to be. Yeah. They're, <laughs> not gonna maybe that. we'll see it in the game, but you know, but probably not realistic. Ryan Anderson 2.0. You thought Oof. he was going to be a stud. I mean, Ryan Anderson was a second rounder. Third rounder, I think. Was he? Yeah. But he was. No, a, I think I you're think actually right. I think he was second yeah. round. You're right. He was second. He went not that far behind where Jamin Davis was picked, and he couldn't even break the starting lineup in the years he was here. And and I th- I don't even know if he's in the league. And if he is, he's barely hanging on. So yeah, he's. I think that's who Jamin Davis is going to be compared to: Ryan Anderson, Josh Doxson. You know, higher picks that you had a lot of hope for, and then turned out to be nothing. Who's that? And then there was that other. Um, uh, I was just thinking of another linebacker slash. Defensive line, anyway, it slipped my mind. But, there, you know, we've had a few of them around here that have kind of busted out. He was picked 30 picks behind where Jamin Davis was. He was picked, okay. So he's picked 49th overall in the second okay. round. He's currently a free agent, according to this. Woof. So, Man. Yeah. So how can, so, some of those just ap- absolutely blow my mind of how dominant you can be in college at a big-time school. It's not like he was dominant at some small school and was killing guys. He was at Alabama, okay? And he was he was pummeling people at Alabama. And so you just figure that that would easily translate over into the NFL. And he was just one of those guys that just never clicked for him. And unfortunately, yeah, might be Jamin Davis too. Step slow, step slow there. The wide receivers, you really think it's going to be Terry McLaurin and Dotson, or do you think we're going to hear more on Curtis Samuel? Um, gosh, I hope we're going to hear more on Curtis Samuel. I loved that free agent pickup last year before they did it after they did, you know, after the season, I hated it, obviously. Uh, but I hope that you hear more about Curtis Samuel than you do Jahan Dotson. I really hope because if that's the case and Jahan Dotson is your number three receiver in terms of production, you got something going, right? Cause you know, McLaurin is going to do his work. And I've said this all along with McLaurin. I think his yards and catches are going to be down a little bit, but they're going to be more um, effective. What's the right word? Uh, you know, impactful. The, impactful. Thank you. They're going to be more impactful plays because he's not going to have to do all these jump balls and and all this other stuff. Um, so I hope it's Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson is your number three guy. You got something going on there. So yeah, Curtis Samuel's my guy that uh, I hope we hear more, more from that Samuel would be nice to hear some positive things. If there's one day in training camp, he sits on a scale from zero to, you know, molten lava here. How, how, how hot is, is his position 
and how hot are fans in regards to him not seeing some training camp time. And who was that? I missed who you said. With Curtis Samuel. Oh, with Curtis Samuel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, OTAs, they had six practices in OTAs, and he only practiced in three of them. In what's really a light practice, there's no hitting, there's no pads or anything like that, and he could only participate in three because they were being careful. Give me a break with that being careful with the guy. This is football. I understand <laughs> if you're doing if you're hitting and you're doing pads and all that, but he's a year out from hernia surgery. Okay, this is not an Achilles. This is not an ACL. You know, he didn't have back surgery. He had hernia surgery. And sure, it was probably aggravated, but he hasn't played football since when? January? They officially shut him down, I think, in December, right? Yeah, in, Dece- in seven months, he hasn't played football, and you got to be careful with a hernia surgery? You don't want to re-aggravate it, right? That's the Okay, thing. but everybody's got that? injuries. If that's the case, if you're worried about <laughs> injuries, nobody would be practicing, right? And he sat out half of OTAs with no pads and no hitting. That is molten lava sort of uh, alarm for me. I just hope that's not what happens. I think I think that is fair. Let us know in the comment section what headlines you think we're going to hear by the end of next week. Thanks, Stoner's probably pretty spot on with several of these. No Stomer Stoner here. No, we got no Stonus. We, yeah, Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Yeah, Stone Damus is what it was. <laughs> um, do you feel okay? Here's here's the better here's a better question for you. Okay, what is the position group that is going to be most solidified outside of QB? Mm-hmm. Because we know that one's pretty solidified already. After training camp, what which which uh, which position group is going to be pretty well just? You know who we're going to get yeah. one through whatever, you know, how many they keep on the roster. Which which right. group is that? I think it's, it's I think it's pretty clear cut that the running back room is probably the most uh, is the deepest and is probably the most impactful group that this team has, because you have basically three guys who could be who could be every down backs. I know JD McKissick is not a big back, but he even showed at times last year where he would when when Gibson got benched, who was making all the all the uh plays, the the yeah. runs up the middle. McKissick. It's not a guy you're going to give 200 plus No, of course. running not. touches to. You can get him 200 touches if you include the passing game, but yeah. yeah. But the, the that's three guys with Gibson, McKissick and Robinson. You got three guys who can absolutely impact the game anytime any one of them is in there. And that's a pretty solid because at the most, you're going to have two of them in the game at the same time. But what it allows them to do is move guys around so much in order to create that mismatch. That's what you always hear in offensive football, create that mismatch. And they can do that with Gibson and McKissick at the same time. Robinson and Gibson at the same time, things like that. So I like those that group. And when your fourth guy is Jonathan Williams, who is a um, – I mean, he's kind of a jag, but he's a player, right? And 
JFP, Jarrett freaking Patterson. As, I was about to say, EP, EP is not feeling well, folks. So she's not she's not jumping in the chat here. Uh, but I guarantee you, if she hears any bad mouthing from Stoner, she will you know she will get up and uh, and you'll Sorry. start to see the emojis flying. He's not making the squad. Sorry, he's just not. And then the that last you, guy, what was his name? I don't want to sleep on the couch, Stoner. Why? Ruff. Why do we got to do this? Yeah, the other guy, the one that Yam was talking about, where he said, "Who? Who is this guy?" Bonafor. Yeah, he's he's not making the team. Probably not even the practice squad there. I agree. Running back, running back seems like the safest choice here, right? Because you got Gibson, who's a clear number one. You expect Robinson to fill in, and JD has been uh, a key part of this offense uh, Mm -hmm. in his entire time that he's been here. So that feels pretty safe. I think Jarrett Freaking Patterson. Probably his practice squad, you know, bound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that they keep more than three, but I, I do feel like they can probably keep Williams and Patterson both on the practice squad. We'll see, though, how that pans out. On the flip side, which is the position group with the most questions I mean, leaving training camp? You're going to go mean, with linebacker. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a no-brainer. When you've got a guy who last year wasn't even on the squad, who is now a – a, a your number one backup in in David Mayonnaise or David Miracle Whip, sorry, right? You got him in there, and he's your third linebacker. I mean, you're only you're going need two a miracle. Deepest. Yeah, so whip this one into shape. Yeah, you're going too deep as starters if you're going with this whole B- Buffalo nickel uh, situation, which it seems like they are. But still, you've got a guy who doesn't get it, which is um, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. And you've got Cole Holcomb, who is a serviceable linebacker, who's probably going to get an extension here before training camp starts or during training camp, which is fine. You need you need Cole Holcomb's on your team, yeah. But he's not he's not lighting the world on fire. That's a problem. And when you've got guys you never heard of, or they don't even have pictures of them in the media guide, who are fighting for spots on the team, that's a problem. Where do you see Kalik Hudson? playing a role with this team um probably with a clipboard and and taking notes about each play as they happen because he's not going to be on this squad either at best he's going to be a uh, a practice squad guy and as a third year guy i believe he is i think he's a third year guy maybe a fourth uh, he's a third year guy after a while you just cut bait with those guys because you're not going to sign him to a new contract he's 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 the picture of Jag. That's what he is, unfortunately. Yam, Yam says, weird random thought, but I wonder if mm-hmm. either of these cats they picked up from the USFL are going to try and flex into backup linebacker roles. Both, uh, he believes, are corners. Is that the case? Do you think that that's something? You, you talked about this Buffalo mm-hmm. nickel. Maybe one of the yeah. safeties comes down. You have Forrest who maybe can play a little bit there. What – where do you see some of these pickups and and why is it that, you know, this linebacker position is just so God awful. Yeah. I I don't know if they're, they're going to, they're going to work out. I mean, they obviously saw something in them to bring them into camp, but again, the odds are heavily against a guy from the USFL is going to come into the NFL and make an impact. There's a reason he was playing in the USFL because he wasn't good enough to play in the NFL. Maybe he just didn't get a chance, whatever. I just those stories are so few and far between 
we got to stop looking at it as the answer to our problems at linebacker or Buffalo nickel or whatever it is. You have to bring in guys who have done it before and know what they're doing. And I keep hearing the name Anthony Barr. Maybe he's a guy they bring in to fill in one of those positions. Who knows? Most of those guys they bring in from the USFL, they're just going to be camp bodies or they're going to be depth guys. The last guy you want to see on the field uh, during a game. You don't want you don't want those guys out there because that means your best players are not on the field at the time. Sportshead, thanks for jumping in here on the chat. How does he not get it if he's only a rookie? You sound foolish. That's a little bit harsh, I think, on the end there, <laughs> Sportshead. Cool. But but I think in uh, you know to defend Stoner here, there's been a lot of questions when it comes to Davis, right? Mm-hmm. And there are certain players especially those taken in the first round that you can see who just get it. Mm-hmm. You know, Stoner, you mentioned a couple of our players who weren't even taken in the first round who just got it, right? Cam Curl just immediately came out and flashed. Yep. Chase Young, a first rounder, did come out and, and flash. And you can see that talent. Jamin yep. Davis at 19, there's been, there have been flashes. I have seen those flashes where he pops and he does something. Mm-hmm. They just happen so few Seldom, that yeah. you have to you have to wonder what's going on. Now, my particular hope is is I think that they were the the coaching staff was really trying to shoehorn him into being a middle linebacker. Right. They like his size. They like the his his movement. The guy has great sideline to sideline speed. Now the problem was is middle linebacker is a very, very heavy processing kind of position. And that's where I feel like Davis really didn't get it right. He, yeah. he Davis needed to be, especially as a rookie, an instinctual player. And they're playing him out of position and he was having to do too much. And that's the part where I think he struggled. So I'm hoping we hear some good news from him. You move him to, you know, one the of the outside, outside spots yeah. And you let him just play football, and hopefully we'll get something going here. Joe Sanders, thanks for uh, coming in here. How you doing? Uh, appreciate you jumping in. We are wrapping up our talk here on training camp. When we come back, it will be a grab bag full of sports topics. Yeah, man. From are we going to grab them from your uh, from the bucket hat there? I think I feel like we need to grab <laughs> them from the bucket hat. Well, all right. So I'll grab them from the bucket hat. <laughs> We're going to do that when we come back from the cool down. 